Okay, so um, we're going to get a little science-y tonight. Um, science. Science. Um, but it's a cool kind of science, because we are calling this new series that we are starting tonight Resonance. Um, if you don't know what resonance is, let me explain to you. Every note, every sound has a frequency. Sound travels in waves. So I am talking to you right now, and waves are coming towards you. Waves of sound. And frequency is how close or how far apart those waves are together that are coming towards you. Really high notes, like... Like they are really close, but low notes, they're far apart. Okay, but here's the really cool thing. God designed things in such a way where every solid object has something called a resonant frequency. Here's what a resonant frequency is. If an object is close to something making a sound at the object's resonant frequency, the object will vibrate without you touching it. It's like this magic note that makes it come alive. It's really, really cool. So when an object vibrates because of a sound playing at its frequency, that is resonance. It is resonating. Have you guys heard of the trick where like an opera singer holds a wine glass and she sings a really high-pitched note and the wine glass breaks? You guys know what I'm talking about? It's very difficult to do, but it is totally possible. But it is not about singing the highest note that you can. It is about singing the right note. The way that it's done is the opera singer has to sing a note that is at the wine glass's resonant frequency. And if she gets it right, or if he gets it right, the wine glass vibrates so violently it shatters. So armies, they're taught to march in step, like left, right, left, right, left, right. If an army marches across a bridge, they are taught to not march in step because it's possible that they will vibrate the bridge at its resonant frequency and the bridge would just collapse underneath them and they would all die. So, really cool stuff. Resonance is amazing. But here's why we are calling this series Resonance. Because God has created each and every one of you in a very specific way. He has fine-tuned you. He has designed you. And when we live our lives in the way that he has designed us to live, it kind of activates our soul's resonant frequency. And a part of us comes alive when we experience things that we didn't experience before when we are living at the same frequency that God has designed us to live. There's a verse that talks about this. It's in James chapter 1. It's a few verses, actually. Uh, James chapter 1, verses 22 through 24, says this, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. So this is saying if we just listen to what the Bible says and we read it, but we don't do anything that it actually says, it has absolutely no impact on our lives almost. It would be like if someone looked in a mirror and turned away and forgot what their face looks like. So it would be like if you went up to a mirror to see if you had food in your teeth, and you looked in there and there was a chunk of broccoli right there, and then you turned away and you immediately forgot what you saw, you'd spend the rest of the day smiling at people with broccoli in your teeth, and they would think that you're gross, and all of a sudden you have no friends because you forgot what you looked like in the mirror. It just has no impact on your life at all. And it works with this, too. If we just read this, if we just listen to it, but we don't actually do any of it, it has little to no impact on our life. It doesn't change anything, and we don't learn anything about ourselves. 
What's cool is these verses, they talk about the Bible as if it's a mirror, and it totally is, because the Bible shows us who we are. Not the version of ourselves that we try to portray on Instagram, like who we actually are. It shows us who we have been designed to be. It shows us how God has hardwired us. In a way, you could say that the Bible teaches us what our resonant frequency is. Now, a frequency is just a number. Like, if you played a middle C on a piano, it's like the middle key of a piano keyboard. Its frequency is 261.6. That's the amount of sound waves that go past you in one second. And you're probably thinking, who cares? Exactly, because frequency is just a number written on a piece of paper. Like, it's nothing. But if you were to take a wine glass and you were going to try to break it uh, with its resonant frequency and you just shouted the frequency at it, 462.9! Nothing is going to happen. The wine glass will just mock you there, calling you stupid. The only way to break the wine glass is to bring it close enough to the sound that is playing at its resonant frequency. If we just learn stuff from the Bible, but we never do anything about it, it's, just, it's like we're just learning what our number is. We're just learning what our resonant frequency is. But when we actually do the things written in the Bible, it's like we're moving ourselves closer to the sound that is playing at our frequency. When we live our lives the way that the Bible teaches us to, we start to resonate. We are close enough to the sound that we've been designed to resonate to that we start to come alive in ways that we didn't before. But we can't experience that unless we actually do it. It would be like if God came to you in a dream and said, I have designed you to be the greatest tennis player that the world has ever seen. And you wake up and you take this information and you hold on to it and you internalize it and you believe it and you wait around waiting to become the greatest tennis player that the world has ever seen, but you don't play a single game of tennis. Are you ever going to become the greatest tennis player the world has ever seen? No, of course not. You have to actually play tennis to be the greatest tennis player the world has ever seen. If we don't actually do the things that God has instructed us to do, we never get to experience what he has designed us to experience. We don't get to experience resonance. But if we do these things, we do. So again, we're talking in kind of sciencey terms, but what does this actually mean? What does this come down to? Well, look at verse 25. It says this, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the Bible, the law of liberty... And perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Guys, when we actually do the things that God has instructed us to do, our lives become blessed because of it. When we live the lives that we are designed to live, we resonate with that. Our soul just kind of activates and we see how much life is in the way of life that God teaches us to live. Our our lives, they come alive when we experience this resonance and we experience life on a level that we didn't get to before. But this can be difficult for some people to wrap their minds around because there's a lot of people who think this book is just a book of rules that are meant to just hold us down and put us in this tight little perfectionistic box and we don't get to experience all the life and joy that is outside of this box. It's like this book is meant to keep us from being free. But guys, that is the opposite of what this is. This is designed to keep us free. 
This book keeps us from experiencing things that enslave us and trap us. I'll give you a really real example. If you've ever looked at porn, when you did that, you probably felt really alive in that moment. Maybe this liberating sense of freedom, maybe. But when it was all said and done, it's like the curtain pulled away and the mask came off and you realized just how ugly it was. And you felt maybe disgusting or or you saw that this thing that you were looking at was disgusting. And it's like your eyes were open. It's like, this is not life-giving at all. This is like sucking the life out of me. And beyond that, stuff like that really addictive. And, and addictions, they are the opposite of freedom. They're slavery. It's funny how the things that we go to that go directly against what God has advised us to do to find life and freedom, they, they trap us. Or maybe you've kind of had this strategy to, to be free you, you've just cut yourself off from all the people that have hurt you. You've been burned so much by the people around you. You've decided, well, I'm not going to care about anybody else but myself. I'm not going to care about family. I'm not going to care about friends. I'm not going to have any relationships and, and open up enough to get hurt again. And it's just going to be me against the world, and I will be free from all of that garbage. But if you've been doing that for a while, my guess is, is you probably don't feel really free. Your life is probably not full of joy it's probably really difficult and lonely. It's funny, like, even Adam and Eve, like, the thing that Satan tried to convince them of was disobeying God would bring them more life. And it was the opposite of what they experienced. And more freedom. And that was the opposite of what they experienced. That's the lie. This isn't just a book of rules to keep us down. Like my doctor, he, he tells me a lot of things that I should do and a lot of things that I shouldn't do. He tells me not to smoke, not to drink too much. He tells me don't do meth. Um, he tells me to eat good food and exercise. Okay? Now, I could take this mindset of like, this guy's just trying to control me. He's trying to put me in a box and have dominance over me. So I'm, I'm not going to do what he tells me to do. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to drink all the time. I'm going to do meth. And I'm just going to eat nachos for the rest of my life in the basement. I'm never going to come out of the basement. I'm not going to exercise because I want to experience freedom. But I would experience the opposite of freedom in life. I would experience lung cancer and liver failure and my teeth would fall out and I'd be broke because I'd have to buy all this meth to feed my addiction and I would become morbidly obese and die of a heart attack in my basement because I never exercised. So my doctor, he's like giving me all these rules to follow, you know, to like keep me boxed in. But that is the opposite of what's going on. My doctor advises me to do these things and not do these things because he wants me to experience freedom. He wants me to be free from cancer and liver failure and addictions and obesity and all this other stuff. Guys, that's exactly what God is trying to get at with these things. When we live our lives like this, It kind of activates our resonant frequency deep inside and our soul comes alive and we experience the life and the freedom that we are after. This is not something I can convince you of. This is something that you have to experience for yourself. And this is something we're going to explore in this series. So this is just kind of like the first week and we're going to kind of leave it in this vague space. In our core groups, we're we're going to dive in just a little bit deeper to begin exploring this. But before we break off, I just want to pray for you guys. So let's pray. Father, we are so lucky to have you. And we're so lucky for your heart towards us. We're lucky that you desire for us to experience life and freedom in you. 
Thank you for not just leaving us aimless, but you've given us direction and, and guidance and a roadmap and like a user manual to, to figure out just how it is that we come alive. God, I pray that tonight and also in this series that we would just become more aware of a way of life that would just bring us more freedom and more life. And we would realize that we can only find that in you. So I pray for everyone here that they would have a fantastic time in core groups, um, talking about these things and praying for each other and being real for each other, and that we would all just have a fantastic week after we go from here tonight. So Father, we love you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great time in core groups, guys. Good to see you.